Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. The warmer weather is warming water temperatures, which means walleye success is starting to warm up as well on Devil's Lake. Look for fair to good walleye action along any of the bridges, Grams Island, or New and Old Mill Bays, as well as Mike's Lake. Anglers might also want to try night fishing from shore for walleye. In addition, there's a nice white bass bite underway from shore. Lake Ashtabula is fair to good panfish success, including good numbers of crappie and smallmouth bass. However, it's quiet yet for white bass and bluegill, but there's an occasional walleye and pike. Look for continued activity on Jamestown and Pipestem reservoirs, including for some crappie. People are taking to the water in the Bismarck-Mandan area with the warmer weather for recreational boating opportunities on the Missouri River, so angling activity is generally north or south of the capital city. The tail race is finally starting to produce a few walleye from both boat and shore, although it's not fast action yet by any means. Lake Sakakawea is producing some walleye on the east end, working as far west as Douglas Bay. It's still a bit inconsistent yet, but try working a variety of depths anywhere from shallow along the shoreline out to about 30 feet. Move around using jigs or lindy rigs and night crawlers and leeches. Yep, we're finally getting some leeches. The best success remains around the Newtown area, though. Try the south end of the Van Hook arm, but the main arm itself is still pretty slow. Mackenzie Bay, also in Skakawea's midsection, is producing good numbers of smallmouth bass. And look for some smally action on the east end around those gravelly, rocky areas. And I would be remiss. I would be very, very remiss. And I, and I wish them a happy anniversary on Thursday. But hey, when mom and dad, Larry and Marianne Lear, celebrate their 54th anniversary last Thursday, then there's no reason not to acknowledge it again, right? 54 wonderful years. Oh, I don't know if it'd be all 54, but uh, happy anniversary, Mom and Dad. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale, and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then. And not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Scotty Brewer, Kyle Agri of Brewer Agri Outdoors. And we're going to chat with a new guest, a new Gone Outdoors guest, Caleb Bendel. She is the North Dakota Game and Fish R3 coordinator. And you may or may not have heard what 
R3 is, and we wanted to bring Kayla on to talk about it a little bit. How are you doing, Kayla? Pretty good. How about you? Doing pretty well. So you have a pretty new position, and that is with the North Dakota Game of Fish as the R3 coordinator. Uh, what exactly is the R3 coordinator or the R3 initiative? Sure thing. So it stands for Recruit, Retain, and Reactivate. Uh, hunters, anglers, and um, sportsmen are really just outdoor enthusiasts in general. Um, so it's kind of my job to coordinate our efforts across the department here, um, make sure you know things like hunter and angler participation are being considered in all of our decisions. Um, I get to work with some of our communications and marketing team, um, as well as coordinate with some of our partners in the state, NGOs like Pheasants Forever, Ducks Unlimited, things like that, and just kind of keep everyone abreast of what's happening here and make sure we're all doing our part to keep hunters and anglers on the landscape here. You know, that's awesome. Thank you very much for doing that work. And North Dakota Game and Fish for making it a priority uh, because it's super important that we do all of those things. Let's let's take each one one at a time. The first okay. one is recruiting new participants. Um, I'm, I'm assuming one of the ways is to get youth involved, uh, but there's also plenty of others. What, what are the, some of the things that we can do where we can recruit more people to the outdoors? Definitely. So traditionally, I think when we thought of recruitment, um, yes, the most people think of youth recruitment. So things like youth learn to hunt or take a kid fishing days. Um, and those are great events. Um, one of the things that we have learned is sometimes some of the kids that attend those events are maybe kids coming from families where they were already going to have that introduction. Or if they, if they are from a family that uh, doesn't already do those things, um, it might be difficult for them to go back home and try to go out and do those things if they don't have a car or money or maybe even say in their time, um, depending how young they are. Um, so we certainly want to keep up those youth events. They're great days um, and they still are, are having a really valuable impact. Um, but we also want to broaden our kind of thought of recruitment uh, to adults um, or young adults, you know, college age kids that maybe moved here to go to NDSU or UND or one of the other colleges and they didn't bring all their stuff and just making sure they continue that pathway or learn what North Dakota has to offer if they're new to the state. Um, so really thinking about young adults as well. Um, and then just thinking about people that maybe live next door or that you talk to every day uh, and don't know that you're passionate about the outdoors or what the outdoors has to offer and, and seeing if you can take them out to do something, uh, mentor them in hunting or fishing and kind of share what, what you love to do with them. Kayla, that sounds like a fantastic mission. And obviously the youth part, right? That, that I think we can all make sense of, but I really like the part you just mentioned. That is inviting someone next door across the street, uh, someone from work to share your passion with the outdoors. I think I think there's a lot that can be done in those areas as well. So we have recruiting. What about retaining? Right. So we don't want to overlook our current hunters and anglers. Um, I know that some of our resources here in the state can be very competitive. So, you know, the thought of me coming in here and saying we need to recruit more hunters can be, <laughs> or anglers can be a little bit scary. Um, but one of the things I want people to remind people of is I think that there are room for different types of hunters and anglers, and that's people, younger people are coming to this for different reasons than they did 20 or 50 years ago. And so I think that there is room to have people coming that want to hunt does for meat, or they want to fly fish for pike on the Cheyenne River. You know, um, we're not necessarily thinking about everyone out there competing for our resources. But we certainly want to keep our current hunters and anglers engaged. Um, we want to make sure that there's opportunities out there in the landscape, that there's access, that our website, you know, even things like I work on, is our website usable? Just making sure 
people know where to get information and are um, enjoying what the North Dakota Outdoors has to offer. You know, and I, I think that's got to be pretty key to retaining people is making sure that they have information. They're getting information from from the state, from North Dakota Game and Fish as to what's going on and, and keeping those lines of communication open have to be super important. Definitely. Yeah. Um, a big part of my job is working with our communications team. Um, and I really enjoy some of that work. Just doing outreach and yeah, website work and graphic design and marketing and making sure people know where to go if they have questions. So then the last one, the third one is reactivating past hunters and anglers. I know a, a lot of places have tried to do that in the past. You know, the high school angling is one way that that is kind of happening a little bit because they're getting their kids involved. So then uh, people are coming back to the sport, but there's got to be some other ways too that we can do that. Yeah, so I think that's been the toughest kind of nut to crack, and I don't think any of the other states have really figured out the silver bullet. But one of the ways I like to think about it is for sure, like you just mentioned, um, kind of connecting that first R and the last R, recruit and reactivate, um, making it a family affair. And yeah, more kids getting involved in um, youth fishing leagues or in like the clay target leagues, I think is inspiring their parents to maybe dust off some of that gear and, and get back out there. But family events can be a great way to hit on the reactivation. Um, and then also just um, some, we're doing things like targeted emails um, and we can, you know, refine that to a list of people who haven't bought a fishing license in three years or whatever it might be. And just sending them a quick reminder um, about how much they're missing out on and, and how much there is to enjoy. That's awesome. And thank you, Kayla, for all the work that you're doing behind the scenes. A lot of the hunters and anglers and outdoors people in North Dakota probably don't know about all this stuff that's going on. You know, and, and something else that's a little bit more out front center, something you started doing is you started creating this blog called The Draft. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, really excited that they gave me this this platform and this opportunity. Um, I'm, I'll kind of be the main author, but we do anticipate having some other internal staff write occasionally. Um, but I just really enjoy sharing my experiences with the outdoors. Um, so we started this blog, uh, The Drift. It can... Um, you, it, there's a link to it right away on our homepage at gf.nd.gov, or you can go um, gf.nd.gov backslash blog backslash the drift. Um, and hopefully writing on there monthly, uh, maybe bi-monthly once we have kind of some guest writers contributing to, um, we'll see. But kind of just the idea was um, to share everything there is about the outdoors. Um, one of the ways that we're going about Recruiting and even retaining people um, is just talking about how you don't need to, yeah, catch your limit every day or, um, you know, shoot a giant buck to enjoy this. Um, trying to kind of make it seem less intimidating, talk about easy ways to access the outdoors, even on like weekdays, um, and just talk about all the reasons, um, like all the things the outdoors has to offer. I would say most people I talk to and and know that love hunting and fishing um, are there for a lot more than a limit, even if they even if they're successful. Um, they're there to, to spend time with loved ones, maybe to bring meat home, um, maybe to just kind of unwind from the week. Um, so that's kind of the theme of it, I guess. Yeah, and, and that's awesome. And that is so true. That's, you know, we we like to go out and, and catch some fish and bring some game home to put on the table. Um, but that's honestly not the reason why we do it. We do it for enjoyment. We do it for our, our own traditions. And there's so many different reasons besides those. Um, so, so the name of that is the drift and you can subscribe to it. So all you got to do is hit the subscribe button and you'll get it 
get it every every time it's published, which is super cool. Um, Kayla, we appreciate you coming on Gone Outdoors, talking about the North Dakota Game and Fish R3 initiative. Sure thing. Thanks for having me on. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Uh, make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.